ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out (laughs) on this podcast. We're going back. We're taking it back to May 14th, 1991. On that day, De La Soul released their sophomore album entitled De La Soul is Dead. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about the tracks. We're going to talk about how and why this album actually got the coveted five mic rating in the Source magazine. And of course, you see the title. We got some company. We got we got my boy in here. Eclectic is in the building. So sit tight. After the break, you will hear us break it down. We're talking about De La Soul is Dead. 30 years later on the 12 Kyle podcast. Let's get it. And just like that, we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, as you see in the uh, notes here, uh, we've got, a, well, I can't even call him a guest. He's here every week. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> Eclectic is in the building. E, what up, man? Yeah, what's up, everybody? It's Cleck the News, Cleck the Dove, <laughs> PA Cleck. There you go. Yeah. There you go. What's crazy? Man, nah, uh, not much, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be on the show. Um, it's, it's been a while. You, you, you replaced me with a couple of women. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, unless you want to get on here and talk about relationships and stuff like that. Oh no, nah, you know what? You know what? You did the right thing. They did a great job. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. Shout out to B and Maya, man. That's, that's my folks. Uh, but yeah, anytime you know we talk or just chop it up, man. We oh, we talking hip hop. You know, I got to have this cat on. Uh, we, we are taking it back May 14th 1991 Jesus it has been 30 years since this album dropped we are talking about De La Soul is Dead the second album the sophomore album from the trio De La Soul if you're not familiar uh, you need to get familiar again this album dropped May 14th 1991 so we're going to talk about this album we're going to break down the tracks a little later um, but I guess I probably should start at the beginning. E, this was their soft album, and let's let's kind of go back. Mm-hmm. May nineteen ninety one. I know, like I'm a, a couple of years older than you, so I a was couple. <laughs> say a couple of decades. A couple. I was decades. actually a month away from graduating from high school when this album dropped. Um, what what was your? I guess what what was the feel? What was the vibe for you, hip hop wise? Uh, when this album came out in May of 1991? Well, I mean, 91 itself was was, was great. And see, let's see, by May, um, a lot of stuff had already came out. You had Stephen Arena came out. You had um, the Jizz Ed drop. Um, one of the um, only, that I can remember, live hip-hop albums, BDP, um, Live Hardcore Worldwide came out. Um and um, what's the name? Uh, what's the name with the FBI? Redhead Kingpin. <laughs> Red, don't don't laugh at Redhead hey, Kingpin. Shout out to Redhead Kingpin. 
Come on, man. He dropped the uh the album with no name. Yeah. Um and uh, the other sets of Sonic. So 91, it was it was 91 is that transitional period in hip hop mm-hmm. though, because you had like the late 80s was giving you all of the boom bap. And then we started getting towards that ex- experimental phase in hip hop where you pretty much you could anything. Like you, you had your digital underground EP joint, but you also had uh, Stetsasonic. You also had Houdini. You know, you could do anything. So the the climate around then was it was all open. Mm. Yes, this is true. This is true, and I, I, it, it was it was very important, I think, for De La Soul because they were coming off uh, their you know their 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 initial album the debut album and you know it's i don't want to say that they were looking to avoid the sophomore jinx but you just didn't know and i mean you know of course kids there there was no internet in 1991 so no. all we know is that the album was coming out um, well see the thing is well i have i have a thing about de la soul um if people don't know or don't listen de la soul is like 1a or 1b as far as favorite hip-hop groups mm-hmm. with epmd and um, I, I got their first album on a humble. The again, um, way back, you know, the what eighty nine is when Three Feet came out. Mm-hmm. This was still in the even though videos were out. This was still in. The, let me look at the album cover. Let me look at the tracks and see what's going on. But I heard um, Pajos in my lawn, and I loved it. And I went to the record store and saw the tape, and it was between uh, that and something. But when I looked at the Three Feet High Rising tape, it looked like it had like 7,000 songs on it. So <laughs> I was like, well, this is more bang for my buck. Um, and that's how, that's how I got it. I didn't really know much except for Powers in My Lawn. So fast forward to De La Soul is Dead. I didn't know that album was coming out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even see... Um, I didn't even see Saturday. Saturdays was the first single. Yes. I didn't see the video for that. That came out like dumb early. Mm-hmm. March. Yeah, that came out dumb early. I saw that. And then somebody at school was like, hey, they lies out. And I had to borrow. We were on a, we were on a bus. I was, yeah, let me let me hold that. <laughs> and I and and I got the tape and I, I put it in my Walkman, <laughs> and um, that's Walkman. how I heard it for the first time. No doubt, I, I remember. Um, like I said, I was about to graduate, so I didn't. I, I was, you know, it was like it was 1991, so I wasn't running to the record store, you know, as a as a high school senior with no money. But I do remember. I got this tape the week that I grew so I, I a month basically. I got this yeah. tape and um I remember why I remember listening to it and then we stopped listening to it to watch Jordan in the finals. This was Jordan against the Lakers against Magic Johnson. I never mm. forget that. So we me and my boy were listening to it and we stopped li- on the first listen. We got to the point where, you know, the game was about to come on, so we stopped listening to it on the first listen, and then we went back to it. Um, but again, like you said, 1990, 1991 was a different kind of year transition definitely for hip hop. Um, when you look at the landscape of what came out and you don't have to, you know, necessarily go into what came out, but 
what makes this album different from everything else that came out in 1991? Because if you put De La Soul is Dead and you not even rank it up against the other albums, but if you just put it, it, it kind of stands alone as far as the sound, the feel, the vibe, uh, the subject matter, obviously, and just the way that the album was constructed. Um, what, what, what's your take on that? What, what do you think about what, what makes this album so different from everything else that came out in 1991? Well, the first thing is they continued on their style with the skits. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that are new to hip-hop or don't bother to go back and look at hip-hop, all the skits and stuff that are on albums, De La Soul is the first. They they came out with it. No question. They did it. So in 89, before 89, there was no skits. So um, so the fact that it started, it, it's a whole it's, it's the album that they threw away in the trash can. <laughs> um, so that, Plus, um, this is this is about as um, native tongue as you were gonna get. Mm-hmm. This this album is more native tongue than any tribe album, than any um, Jungle Brothers album, than any Queen Latifah album. This is this is super uh, uh, native tongue. The sound the sound is completely different than Three Feet High and Rising. It truly is. And so they basically reinvented themselves while killing themselves <laughs> because because they they people had thought they were hippies and all of this crazy stuff because of the Daisy Age and the Daisy Sound. So they like no, De La Soul is dead. It's a it's a this dead daisies <laughs> on the cover, <laughs> and um and and so so all of that plus. The production on this thing is crazy. It is. And it's so many songs, and the songs are so different from each other, but cohesive. The The way that they flow in each other is great. The way that the story continues is great. And no one was doing that in 1991. Oh, that's all facts. All facts. You're, you're so right. I think um, even looking back on it now, um, of course, you know, 1991, we didn't know anything about sequencing because, again, as you as E said and as I said, you know, we bought the tape. So it wasn't no CD. So you you had a side A and a side B and you basically just this was a tape that you had to sit and just listen to all the way through. Um, this album is 73 minutes long. So it's in hip hop terms, that's a relatively long album, but it doesn't feel like that because. It's surrounded. It's it's one major skit by several skits, and you know everything is very cohesive. And it was uh, exclusively produced by uh, DJ Prince Paul um, from Stetsasonic fame. So uh, I, I agree with you, man. I think it, this album really it was a smooth transition into where we were going, but it was just it was Daylight, and Daylight was just. They were so different just on, on their end, and I agree with you, and I, I never really thought about it, so you said that. This was definitely the most native things of Native Tongue's album that, that we've had. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was, I mean, go ahead. They, had, they had everybody on the, uh, the Black Sheep were on it, mm-hmm. Tribes on it, Jungle Brother on it. 
Um, nah, I mean, that plus, you know, the, um, the, the subject matter on a few of the, a few of the songs, no one was doing, no one was doing this in 91. Like this, this, this album could be a 2021 album. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of things that came out in 1991 that could be a 2021 oh, album. Hell no. <laughs> As somebody who lived through 1991, no, yeah, you're right. That that it, the subject matter you 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 hit the nail on the head was I mean it was so key. Uh, it was, but the album wasn't all over the place. And the album, uh, just for those of you listening, the album did garner the coveted uh, five mics, and we'll talk about that a little later uh, in the podcast. But um, again, the album drops May 14th, 1990. Does, does it feel like it's 30 years when you think about it right now? Does it feel like because some of the subject matter that you, we, we just spoke of is still relevant to this day? I mean, it didn't until you said it. See, because the th- um, being completely transparent, I love this album. This is in like my top. 10, 15, probably 10 though, favorite hip hop albums ever. Mm. I've li- I've listened to parts of this album almost every week since it's come out in my life. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so, so when you say it's 30, then it feels like 30, but if you wouldn't have said it, I wouldn't have thought of it because I still listen to it all the time. Right. So it's like, and wow. I think that's one of the beauties of you know great music, particularly great hip hop. A lot of the great hip hop that we grew up on, it's not. It doesn't feel, at least to me, it doesn't feel dated at all. Like you could still rock out to it, you could still bop your head to it, you could still jam to it, you could still think to it. And you know, I've always said when music is great, as years pass, you pick up on little things even as you still continue to listen to it. You're like, man, damn, I've been listening to this album for 30 years. I never heard that snare. I never heard this part of the song. Or I never heard him say that part. Or now this bar makes actual sense because, you know, some of the, sometimes some of the stuff would fly over our heads because we were so young. But um, You know, I, and, I, and I agree with you. And one of the things about this album and a lot of, not, not most, but a lot of the albums from this era is it's just good music. They made songs that they wanted to make or what they were going through at the time or what, you know, they wanted to convey a certain message instead of making music for the moment. Right. So instead of whatever, whatever the trend is, cause Damn it! This is not trendy album. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so <laughs> instead not of making all. not even close. Yeah. So instead of riding a trend or riding a wave, they just made what they felt. And when you do something, what what you know, it you know it, it stands the test of time more times than not. No doubt. No doubt. That's man. why you know. That's why fuck the police is still fuck the police. Yes. And still very relevant. And people still say it every yeah. single day. And you can play it. And it still sounds just as dope as it did back then. Now, um, some dance, too. That's <laughs> hey, now, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> Arabian Prince. 
Yeah, back with the sound is like. Oh my gosh, but uh, but yeah, man, it's 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 mind boggling when you got it because, like I said, it is uh, thirty years. So we we're taking a look back at it. Uh, you got me and you got eclectic in the building. Um, so let's let's get into the tracks, man. Um, actually, before we get into the tracks, this album and I just found this out as I was doing research on this album. This album went gold. Like, I, I say that, and I say it with a level of skepticism, is because. What I want people to understand is that it didn't matter. Like it's an incredibly dope ass album. A fan of this album, and I'm sure e, I can speak for E when I say this. We didn't care how much it sold. You know, the only thing that mattered was that you had a copy. <laughs> that was, that was it. Not not only did no one care what it sold, the artists themselves didn't brag about right. what it's. Only only a couple of times did you hear any MC talk about sales because contrary to popular belief, most of them weren't in it for the sales. Right. <laughs> they wanted to be considered and have good music. That was pretty much it. Yeah, was now, good. they loved getting paid from it. But again, most people didn't get paid from the album. They get paid from the live shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And unfortunately... So, Fortunately, especially if you're familiar with De La Soul, you know that they have uh, been at odds at war with uh, the, their record label, uh, Tommy Boy. And so as you're listening, um, I, I think it's fair for us to tell you that this album, along with De La Soul's other ca- other albums in their uh, in their catalog, aren't on any uh, DSPs. Uh, so as Pastor News, News said, I was a dick who got jerked by Tom and his boys. <laughs> you did say that. <laughs> So they've been battling with the label for the better part of the last 30 years. And I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's really sad when you think about it, because they've managed to make a living and, and you know, touring, like you said, e off this album and, and, you know, their whole discography, which is an incredible discography uh, that will be this of all hip hop groups. There's no argument. I'm not even fielding an argument. But anyway, have... look, it's your show. This your show. Go ahead. <laughs> we we may have the we may have big three. I mean, a uh, uh, um a three P on De La Soul. Um, so n- nonetheless, uh, let's get into the tracks, man. The track starts off like I said. It's it's a, a 73 minute album, but it does not feel like any of that. Um, it starts off with intro. And what I would encourage you to do is listen to the album. If for some reason you don't physically have the album uh, or if you had it like I did and have one of your homeboys steal it, uh, shout out to Charles. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can find it on YouTube and just listen to it there. Um, Starts off with an intro. And like I said, the album is it's one skit, but it's a whole bunch of skits surrounding the skits, which is true, true De La Soul style. Um, that's track one, and then track two, you get Oodles of O's. What, what did you think about that track, man? So, again, first hearing this, I'm on a bus, and I'm, I'm on my headphones. I'm already a huge De La Soul fan, so Oodles of O's comes on, and just just a beat, and then that Oodles of O's, and when the when the beat dropped, I nearly jumped out of my seat because that's top five hardest beats that De La Soul has ever rocked on. That is one of my, this is one of my favorite, that's my favorite, this is one of my favorite De La Soul songs, period. 
and and I man, it, the scratches. I don't even remember scratching like that on three feet high rising for uh, cool breeze on the rocks. <laughs> it was that cool breeze on the rocks? I, I don't remember any of this. And uh, man, Mr. Scratch, oh shit, that was like I think that was for my hearse on the day live. I'm like, I was, I was like, yeah, yeah yo, I was like, man, uh, if if any of you listeners are wrestling fans, I was like, Dayla Soul turn heel, they went bad, <laughs> turn heel. Oh, that's old school. I was like, yeah, now this song is wonderful. Um, yeah, and like when when the song was going on, I didn't necessarily even know exactly what they were talking about. But I was like, "It's De La Soul. I don't really need to." No, no. I mean, you're you're a fan and you're immersed into the music, so it, it really didn't matter at that point. I mean, wow. I mean, <laughs> this. I love this song. Mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't speak hot, more highly for this song. Last of the fast plug pipe door in your eyes burning light rubbing alcohol. Native <laughs> is the tongue that speaks the guacamole. King folk will play this in stereo. Hoodles uh, yeah. and hoodles and oh this joint man love this joint. It, it, <laughs> he said he said Paws Prince the piece of his jeans or Jabos. Jabos. Paws and talking about Jabos jeans man in ninety one. In 91. Yep, yep. Very, very popular gene back in the day. Um, it, this joint bangs, man. It, it's a very good start off uh, for the album. Um, then we get to track three. Talking about Hey Love. <laughs> oh my God, man. Come on. That's my joint. I like this joint. Falling up above. Mm-hmm. Tasha talking about um, um, being fully dedicated. <laughs> and it, it it the thing that i like about it, it gives you that old school feel of like r&b why well, i can't even call it r&b it's more like a pop music but it's but it's it's hip and it's, it's, it's it's soul yeah it's it's soul and you know nobody in hip-hop or rap or whatever you want to call it at that particular time was doing that and that kind of sample like, i don't know you know what made daylight and prince paul you know, dive into these samples the way that they did, but this is this album is immaculately produced. I mean, the 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 song. So the the main the main sample was uh, Stevie Wonder's "Hey Love," obvious. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the so to to for people that because I've been on this show a lot, and you've been on my show a lot, mm-hmm. the especially the hip hop one. Um, when I say that I love this album. This is this is how you can tell how you know I love this album because of this album. That is why I end my show with "I Can't Be Your Lover." <laughs> it's because of, and it started on this song. And you know what's funny? I told you I hadn't heard this album. I was telling you off air. I hadn't. I had not sat and listened to this album in a couple of years. It's probably been about three years. Probably close to three years, right? Mm-hmm. So I get to that part of the song and it's like, you ever like, you know, like how when we would watch cartoons and then you see the light bulb go off over someone's head, yeah. this motherfucker, e, this way he got this. Cause I always just assumed that it was something else. And it wasn't My- until that point where, it's, where it clicked. I'm like, okay, that's why he puts that on there. Yeah, cause they do it at the end of like five or six exactly. songs. <laughs> and I was like, I love that. I was like, every one of my shows, I can't be a lover. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This shit is hilarious, yeah, man. It is. It is. Pa's, Pa's giving old girl some of his special donuts for free. <laughs> then we get to track four. Oh, man, peas this, porridge. This peas porridge. This I can't call it. it, it it's it, it's probably my second favorite song on this album, man. Um, peas porridge, man. This one goes off. What's your thoughts on this song, man? So, so Otis Rose goes off. I'm I'm out of my mind. Hey, love comes on. I'm like, what are they up to? Then mm-hmm. Porridge, and they have never rapped like this before. No, never. They put it like this: three songs in, there's three different rap styles, mm-hmm. but they're all one original and they all fit de la soul it's not like um they're trying to rap like naughty by nature right. or something they rap it like them mm-hmm. it's just that they writing the beat different or they want to convey a different type of vibe and my man came out my name my name my name is the pasta now i like to like to like to plug the real yes, thing yes. i'm like what yeah, is going man. on that's my uh, Get Marisol. Marisol's on the, on the hook talking about <laughs> uh, the fight at the Donut Hill mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, called uh, Plug uh, Plug 3 the chubby one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The chubby one. <laughs> talking about Mace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that joint. It, it's, it's, it's definitely a different style. And, you know, Pa sets it off. Um, and I, I, one of the things I always loved about De La is that you know Mace was the DJ but Mace could rap like he would get on and he and he would not he wouldn't be whack or anything I mean you there aren't too many you know groups like Jam Master J wasn't rapping with Run DMC you know his Wait, man, was, come on. He, he, he gave he gave us some bars on pause <laughs> when he gave a shout out to Stanley Brown go <laughs> oh, man participate so you all get down here's a solo for my homeboy stanley brown oh man rest in peace jam master j um yeah man but i mean i that's one of the things i always always admired about the group man was that they weren't they you know just like anybody else that was in the native tongue crew you know they were authentic authentically themselves but you know they pushed the envelope and it it the one thing I want to impress upon, you know, particularly the younger listeners who weren't around in 1991, is that a lot of the stuff that they're doing on this particular album, nobody had done or even thought to even try to do because, again, it's not popular. And and one little funny concept in 1991, it was okay to be original. <laughs> you know, it's a novel concept, and it still should, it still should be okay. <laughs> it should be okay, but it's not. But yeah, you I mean, wanted to we. Go ahead. We got we got Kermit on this song. Mm-hmm. We had uh Mace and um who's that? Uh uh Drez doing uh boxing commentating. Yep. Yeah, they it was it was all over the place. And it the one thing um, among many things, the one of the one things that you can take away from this album is that nobody was gonna ever, you know, bite this. Nobody was gonna ever try to at least duplicate it because it was just a daylight album. Um then we get to track five, which is skit one. Also, by the way, we even got Jerobe on. Yes. Shout out to Jerobe. Go ahead. Uh, then track six, Johnny's Dead, a.k.a. Vincent Mason, live from the BK Lounge. Uh, another track, which is kind of like an interlude, but a, a, a skit. 
minute 57 songs excuse me minute 57 seconds and what happens is a lot of times when you look at if you look at the track listing on this album you'll see like 20 was it 24 27 <laughs> 27 items if you will but a lot of them are skits and interludes and but they all and they all mesh with this uh with this album um well to see the thing about um the thing about johnny's dead I had never that was that wasn't on the tape, mm-hmm. so I didn't hear that until like dumb long. I don't think I don't think I remember I had it to, on my tape either. But I think yeah. when I, I think I ended up making a tape and I put it on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's about um four. I want to say four or five tracks that's on the CD that is not on the mm-hmm. cassette tape. And all mm-hmm. I had was the cassette tape yep. at the time. I had no CD money in 91. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I think what happened was they, the, <laughs> the late Tommy boy re-released the album um, with more songs on it. So some of these songs made that I'm going to read off. If you, if you physically have the tape won't be on your tape. Um, yeah. But most of okay. Cause all you do is stream anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless they try to stream and they can't find it. Yeah, you um, ain't physically got shit. Right. <laughs> the next you know, YouTube. track is is my my favorite. Um, a roller skating jam named Saturdays. Uh, this features Q-Tip and Vinia Mujica. Man, talk to me about this song right here, man. Um, this so for everybody that love up and when we talk about it this song is my summertime mm. so mm. everybody's summertime is summertime mm-hmm. this is my summertime so this is my hip-hop song that makes me nah it's time to it's time to go outside it's hot <laughs> so then they, they have to with me it's this one it's so easy but yes this is my this is my summertime um first off you get q-tip you get q-tip on the on a um on a daylight song, and um, shit, we we had LONS show up. Yep. <laughs> um, but Vinnie, she is so underrated. She is on a ton of dope songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if you or the people that's listening know Vinnie Mohica. Oh, I do. You know, I know. <laughs> 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 you know, I know. <laughs> But be known that I know. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? We will not. We will never let it be known that you know anything. Yeah, I know about but any, But anyway, for the people that, for the uninitiated, she was, obviously she was on this song. She was thinking on verses from the abstract mm-hmm. on uh, Low End Theory. Mm-hmm. She was, um... She was the one on um, therapy yes. on Healthy Delta. She yes. was singing that. Um, she was on the, the terrible Ferris Wheel song by Old Boy from Chicago. Um, oh boy! <laughs> 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 she got a lot of cool shit. But anyway, um, this song, this song is great. I don't even. Damn, who had the this? Who was it? Was it Paz? Was it was it Kid Was it Dove? <laughs> I like Paz's verse, and it, that says that's saying a lot because I, I normally rock with Q-Tip, but um, I think I think Paz had it. He he, I think he delivered the best verse on this song. Back once more with the wallop and the score. <laughs> you yeah, know. Right. you already know. 
Yeah, so nah, this, this joint, man. And and obviously, like you said, he they this was their first release. They did a video for it. So um, there's a vision for you guys to check out. You see uh, Vinia uh, singing in the video as well. Um, so definitely check Shit. that out. Something to look at, too. Oh, for sure, for sure. Mm. Yes, sir. Um, then we get to track eight, uh, which is another hit slash interlude. WRMS. WRMS. That is the, the, the fictional radio station that appears in a couple of skits uh, you know, on this album. Very, again, I can't say it enough. Nobody would think to no, nobody else in hip hop would think to put a fake radio station uh playing your songs in the out in the middle of your album. Nah, um, Redman did it like three, four years later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But nah, this was a uh, WR uh, with uh, DJ Squirrel. <laughs> right. It was like, who is this? Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the track nine, Biddies in the BK Lounge. Another just different so not not only is it a different song it's two different songs in one song yes it is it is and you know what's funny man i always hear people well i, I can't say this. i always hear younger people talk about i love it when the beat flip, like and they and they talk about some of these songs when a producer takes a beat and flips it and you know you get basically two tracks in one album yeah. and they and they speak of it as if this was the first time that it happened like <laughs> yeah in two, in two, i was about to say 2018 i'm like have you, you ever heard superman lover <laughs> Like, yeah, this, Any this of is them? a thing. This is a thing. Um, but I, I love how they flip it. I love this track, man. Love it. Um, this song, uh, um, um, uh, Paz, I think, wants some Captain Crunch. They don't have no milk. They don't know what day it is. It turns out it was a Wednesday. They was hungry, went to Burger King, um, ran into a girl, didn't, wasn't really with it, um, found out that... Um, that that Dove was a part of De La Soul, thought it was Tracy Chapman, and um, <laughs> then she asked for an autograph. And he was thinking that she was pissy, so he's right. like, "I'm out and go get another slice of pizza." That was the first part of the right. song. Okay, quick, quick sidebar, quick sidebar question. Mm. Did this already appear on your list? Oh, the yeah. And I'll explain um, it and what, what we're talking about, but it, I not it 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 has not okay appeared. okay 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 so don't 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 say where it's gonna be okay so for those of you listening, my man right here, he has been counting down the best storytelling rhymes in hip hop. He started with fifty. So when you this podcast, if you're into story rhymes or you just want to hear him talk, check out the Encyclopedia Hip Hop podcast, and he has them numbered on there. I. Yeah have a number in my mind where I think this is going to end up on the list, but I'm not going to say it here. I'll probably disclose to him as he gets closer, but we are uh, currently we just did 31, okay. which was nobody moved by right. EZE. Right. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see where this is going to be because I know that it's going to be on the list, but I, you know, it's funny when I was listening to this, as I was getting ready for this show, I was listening to this the other week and I was like, huh. I was like, he do this? And I was like, and I started to text him. I was like, nah, I'm not going to ask him. I was like, because, and then I meant to go back and look and see myself. And I was like, I couldn't remember if you did or you didn't. And I was like, well, if he didn't do it, I'm sure it's going to be, be on this list. 
Yeah, but I'm yep. sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I had to. I had to just throw that in real quick. Plus a little plug for you. Oh, I appreciate plug that. Four. Man, look at that synergy. Plug four. Uh, <laughs> plug five. <laughs> um, uh, plug four is Prince Paul. So, um, but so uh, Shoshana and um, Rosita is <laughs> on the on the bridge, <laughs> and but now they they waiting in line for for Burger King. And then um, I think Pasta News is working, <laughs> and um, they get into it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, um, and my favorite thing, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> this shit kills me. Mm-hmm. Well, first she, um, uh, I think Shoshana says that um, that Pasta News is booty and he dressed like a geek. And her shoes cost more than he make it two weeks. Right. Then he starts talking about her weave. Mm-hmm. And um, but what I'm I wanna get the exact um <clears throat> said that her man so skinny, but then Shoshana said, but they live in fat, and then Pasta News says, speaking of fat, would you like a diet soda? Because less fat on you will spare us all the old. Or better yet, pour it down your pants and let the acid kill the smell that should have been left to mask That was so cold. <laughs> was, that was so cold. I was dying. Yes. Yes. Man, that was hilarious. I And the thing is, like, you don't really get those kind of comical but you know just snapping on people like that and, and rap at this particular time but man it was typical daylight man i love that i love he's like that was my favorite part pour it down your pants pants and let the acid kill the smell <laughs> the <acid laughs> kill the smell oh man and so so this song so, get that shit off in of one nah that yeah <laughs> to get canceled but and then the beat flips for a third time mm-hmm. and they let Mace get busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ask for a burger catching attitude. <laughs> yes. The tape worth come off extremely rude, but when I snap back, you tamper with my food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah he's telling me about to go open up a donut store. <laughs> Yeah, that that is one of my favorite moments, one of the favorite tracks. It's it's not my favorite, but one of the one of the favorite moments on that album. Um, man, like I said, it's it's a banger, uh, front to back. Uh then we get to track ten, which is skit two. Then we get to track eleven, my brother's a bass head. Um and bass heads <laughs> bass heads back then were referred to as, you know, what we call now crackheads. But um, what, what what did you think about this one, man? Well, well, one before you before we before we get to that the skit. So um, for you guys that don't know, the skits that are in between some of these songs, they are reacting to the yes, songs I'm that we just right. heard. Mm-hmm. And so the skit before this was like, because um, I remember it was like, um, Betty's was kind of fly. They talked about Betty's in the BK lounge, and the dude was like, uh, if you could flip it on forty five, so I could dance to it. <laughs> Because it was it was a slower song, but um, the um, my brother's bass I hear until like twenty something because that again that was not mm-hmm. on the cassette. Mm-hmm. My brother's a bass head is um, was a CD. Actually, at the time, I think it was only on the vinyl. 
Okay. Wow. I think it was only on the vinyl. I, I know I didn't hear it on the tape. I think I heard it. You had to hear it on the CD. Yeah, yeah. Because I ended up, that was, <laughs> that was a time in my life where I had stuff on tape and the stuff that I played a lot, I tried to present it to CDs, but, and I ended up getting a CD for free. So yeah, I, I do remember that. Mm. Yeah, but um, my my uh, make the bass come out so clear. clear, clear. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, um, is is true. Pusnu's brother was a bass head. Mm. <laughs> it's actually about his brother. Right. And um, but yeah, they had a uh, <laughs> the 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 preacher was in there. Pus. Nah, I, I mean. That was, that's a different song than anything that we ain't heard up until now. Mm-hmm. It you, was and, all fun in the in the BK lounge, right? And and you know what's funny is like you would never back then you would never admit to you know somebody in your family being on you know crack. No, that was different. No. Yeah. And so without yeah. any context, like you know, it, it took me years before. Before I realized that his brother really was on crack, I was like, "Wow, oh, the shit was serious." I didn't know. Um, but another, another banging track, uh, track twelve, "Let Let Me In." Um, oh. Man, listen, <laughs> a different Show style again. I got good news. I got eyewitness. Good news. I got eyewitness. <laughs> Hip left dread my phenomenon days with the quickness. Now, um. Yeah, this shit was crazy. Yeah, it, was. it was. And you know what? The thing that that I really, you see it a lot when you watch De La Soul videos, and somebody made a comment about it on one of the YouTube videos that I was watching. Like, mm. this was the time when you just had fun in, in hip-hop. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I want everybody to understand, like, it wasn't all serious. It wasn't all guns, and I'm going to shoot you up and... My guns are hot and your guns are cold. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Not the temperature check, the heat check. Yeah, it wasn't like that in 91, man. It was it was fun, man. And we really, and songs like this just remind me of just the good times that we had in rap. And you enjoyed listening to people who were having a good time. And obviously, they're clearly having a good time on this one. No, and you're right. And there's, um, there's zero curse words in this song. And this song. Is only about let me fuck. <laughs> let let me in is let yes. me in there. That's yes. that's what the song is about. Yep. But they they and no one curse nobody's vulgar. They got objectified Mm-mm. anywhere nope. in the song. Nope. And you probably could play this, you know, in front of your mom, and she might not even understand what because they that you know they they are able to get this off without even like you said coming off as vulgar or anything like that. And that was that was it took a skill to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I miss I miss this. <laughs> I miss this rap. Um, track thirteen, Afro connections at high five, uh, <sighs> in the eyes of the hoodlum. This was my shit. Yes, yes, this was dedicated to all those hardcore acts. <laughs> the brothers that used to look to that felt a fuck off. <laughs> now they on that R and B. You mean rhythm and blues? No. Rapping bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> that was the first time anyone ever said that. Yep. R&B <laughs> rapping bullshit. Oh man. Yeah. Damn. That song was dope because we got we got um we got Mace back on there rapping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mace had I, I think Mace had like two verses on there. 
Yeah, he might have. He he was yeah, he what? was getting off. It wasn't like again when you when you hear Maze, you're like, okay, it's it's a welcoming sound. It's not oh shit, here you go. No, nah, he could rap. And a DJ. Um Oh man, he said he say on there, my crib my crib is uptown, downtown, L I and another crib at Queens. I eat some cornbread, boys head, my favorite pork chops and I play that cover. Oh, mm-hmm. Mace. PA Mace. Yeah, man. Great time. What a um what a NFL All Star son. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh then track fourteen, the Rapidy Rap Show. <laughs> <laughs> now and now th- and this is before people this and said, uh now they on that rapidy rap stuff. This is mm-hmm. the first time someone said that. First time ever somebody said rapidy rap. Shout out to the doodoo man. The doodoo man. <laughs> Who's the doodoo man? You're the doodoo man. You're the doodoo man. <clears throat> so, and we, so, I got such a big kick out of hearing that the first couple of times I heard it. I was like, did y'all really shout out the doodoo man? <laughs> the doodoo man. So basically, those those of you listening, this was basically, again, on the uh, WRMS radio station where people were calling in mm-hmm. doing shout outs. This they, they tried to really do this like a legit radio station back right. in the day. So Utip called in. Um, <laughs> a couple other people called in. Divine Styler, Jungle mm-hmm. Brothers called in, but but Mace Mace called in as MC No Shame. And <laughs> he said, "Yo, uh, <laughs> this is MC No Shame, and when I ain't getting busted in the bed with your mama <laughs> or selling crack to the kids at Amity High School, Amity, yep. I'm listening to my man, the Doodle Man on Doodle. WRMS. <laughs> yeah, man, this joint. I, I again, innovative." Nobody else was even thinking to try something like this. Um, Yo, well, Chris Paul, when I'm not brushing my teeth with DD7 or boosting my memory <laughs> or just say real estate tapes. <laughs> nah, well, I don't know, man. I, all this shit is in my head. I just love this album. Man, Prince, shout out to Prince Paul, man. Again, immaculate produced album. Uh, then the album takes what some, might, <laughs> some might call a hard left. Uh Middle the pistol on Santa is track 15. If you will suck my soul, I will let your funky emotions. <laughs> so this track is vastly different from the others <laughs> because of the subject matter. It's about a girl who has a dad who, you know, who he's the local Santa Claus or whatever. And he's, you know, highly respected, highly regarded. Was actually sexually assaulting his daughter, and another great story. It's a tragic story, but it's a great story rhyme again. You know that they they lay claim here, and I, I just even in the middle of all of the. I mean, like this album is a fun album. It's fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. We get to track fifteen, and we go left, and it's not even still listening to it now. It's like you can kind of picture everything that they're describing. Um, oh yeah. What did you think about this one? Um. So looking at like the track listeners, I'm like, uh, what am I about to listen to? <laughs> uh, and um, uh, number this was number thirty seven on the list, by the way. Okay. Yep. Yep. Number thirty seven on the list. But um, so I'm just listening to it, really not knowing what was <laughs> what was happening. And um, now the way it unfolded. Nah, Dylan, Dylan got what he deserved, mm-hmm. but 
it's bugged out how they told the they told the story from like three different perspectives. Mm-hmm. They had they had Paz looking at it one way, Melly looking at it one way, True True Goy because um, Paz was trying to look out for True Goy. She has True Goy for a pistol. He's like, man, shut up. He's <laughs> like, get out of yeah, here. You wouldn't go give her a pistol. And and yeah, then um, she ended up letting off on um, uh, on a on a father. Um, you know you know about part two. I'm not familiar with part two. So um, everyone listening, um, basically, Millie Millie Positive went to the same school. Dylan was um, social worker, and he taught at school. He was molesting uh, Millie. He was playing Santa Claus at Macy's. For the season, um, Millie finally got put, fed up with the shit. She wanted to kill him, asked for a gun. Dove was like, man, give me no gun. Fuck out of here. She said she'd go get it somewhere else. He was like, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. Passes with his brother and his mother in the line for Santa. Millie comes in, asks, where the hell is Dylan at? Passes like right there. She pulls down. Mm-hmm. And the track ends right there. Millie bucked him with the quickness and it was over. <laughs> um, so part two is uh, Millie fell fell off the fight. Oh, wow. so oh, shit. so, uh, so uh, real quick, Millie ran after killing Dylan, and then she was gonna go tell the police that she she basically killed him because he was fucking with her like that. But then instead goes to while the police are chasing her, she go to a factory. And then they catch up with her, and she um, she goes up like a, a, a fire escape or a ladder, and the police are trying to tell her to come down. She like nah, and she slips off the ladder and dies when she falls. Millie, mm. <laughs> really, really I went through it. Hard life. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know about the uh, Millie fell off a fire escape. Yeah, but yeah. I, was that on a? A mixtape or something, or yeah, okay. that was on the um uh leak at will when they was really pissed off and it was like leak all this shit, fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> because you the whole Tommy boy. That sounds like something Daylight would do. I ain't mad at him though. Their battles with Tommy Tommy boy at record label is legendary. Um, but like I said, even even though it's a a different track, still a great track uh for this album. Uh, then the next track, uh, who do you worship? It's more of an interlude. And now this one kind of, I was like, eh, I could have done without. It's okay. But what's interesting is, <laughs> the funny part is, you you that's track 16. Uh, when you look uh-huh. at the track list, then you go to track 17, which is skit three. And in skit three, they're actually talking about the previous song, Who Do You Worship? And then yeah. like, distant the song. So I, always, I thought that was, you know, very clever by them because they basically, in a net nutshell, was probably saying what we were thinking back then when we first heard that song. Like, man, what is this shit? This is, you know, this is this is trash or whatever the case may be. Um, but, but so here's the problem. Mm-hmm. So the skit was like, uh, <laughs> which was which was a sneaky as this. The track was like, I'm just like MC Shan. I don't like right. it. <laughs> and they were like. Um, Jet, uh, they was like, uh, who do you worship? They on some devil shit? Right. Da, 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 right? But who do you worship wasn't on the tape, but that skit was. Mm, okay. So okay. when I when I heard the tape and I got to that skit, that skit came right after Millie pulled a pistol. 
And so I got to that skit, and it was like, yeah, the, the hoodie worship. I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? I had no idea what they were talking about until, like, again, until, like, 2005 wow. when I, <laughs> I had the CD or something. I was like, oh. But no, I, like, for damn near 10 years, mm-hmm. I had no idea what about. It was like, who do you worship? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But, yeah, that was the that was the weird thing. Yeah. But I knew everything about the skit. Cause um, that that skit had Mr. Long on it mm-hmm. talking about I'm hemorrhoid, I'm the leader. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Long from yeah. from Black Sheep. Um, yeah, so it, that that that's how that one went, and then we got to track eighteen, kicked out of the house where Dove just goes solo on this one. Well, the the, the thing is, I never and still am not a fan of house music. Mm. And I was so happy to find out because, again, this was not on the tape. Mm-hmm. I had never heard this. I like this joint. It's, and, it's more of a it's skit slash song, but I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, that's that's fine. What I'm saying is, when the tape came out, this didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I never heard this again for like ten years. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally heard it, I was like, okay, this it's it's cool, but it did have to wreck I can't be a lover. Of course, at the end. <laughs> oh man that's funny that is so funny then we go to track 19 past the plugs now um, you talking come on man come on man this is this is Bela right here because this was for any any real fan of de la soul this was part two of um description mm-hmm. from Three Fiat Rising. Um, but so they passing they passing the mic around and they 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 brought out when Arsenio Distum mm-hmm. is said Arsenio Distance, but the crowd kept clapping. What happened was when they did Arsenio, he called them the the hippies of hip hop. Hippies of hip hop, right. And um and 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 when they was doing me and myself and I, and they didn't they didn't appreciate that. Oh, and another part too. And I don't know if you if you remember seeing this. I, I think I saw it the years later, but when they were performing, it was at the end of the show, so the credits started rolling up. So it was like they didn't even really get a chance to really shine. Like I, so you know they they kind of took that as a, like yeah they they ended the show on them right right yeah which is and, uh, bugged out when you think about it when you think about so many hip hop artists that Arsenio had on his show, but De La might have been one of the first ones if I'm not mistaken. And he was he would sit down on the little stage mm-hmm. with him or talk to him or have him on the couch. Mm-hmm. But they were like, nah, the show's over. <laughs> Me, myself, and uh produced by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they were already and they were still they was already beefing with um uh, what's that? Cause um Dove was like, um, cause basically this song is about how De La Soul was perceived on Three Feet High Rising mm-hmm. versus what the reality is. And um they were like, um, they were talking about uh, the me, myself, and I, and and potholes, and basically because of those, it's really those two songs that made that blew them up and made people think about being hippies and shit. And it was like, um, that was like radio works it, public consumes it. Tommy Boy wants another say no, because <laughs> uh, say no go was their yep. anti drug song, yep. and he was like, nah, he's uh, he's like rough and rugged. It's not a new twist. Been true thought since the first get go. Easy watching it, Dicey. Native is the new like balances the shoe. Mm. 
Yeah, and it was like all of this shit that y'all hearing right now. This ain't new. This is how we always been, but y'all ran with that that, that hippie. Shit. And I can, I, looking back on it, I can see how or why people did it, but it wasn't fair to them because, you know, if you listen to Three Feet High and Rising, all if you listen to the radio singles, and yeah, you might think that, and you see the videos, you might think that, but they were so much more, and they've always been so much more, and and they are one of son. They lie orgy on the first day. <laughs> They're just fucking in the background. Right, right, right. And that ain't so hippie you, shit. You, yeah, you just, you just realize like it, it's not. It, they were like, a lot of people trying to pigeonhole into being something that they weren't. And you're right. This this song really speaks to that, man. I I I, I think they're, if anything, they're underappreciated and, and misunderstood in a lot of ways. I think even even to this day, you know, mm-hmm. because they are. One of the greatest hip hop groups ever. Now, where you place them is, you know, up to you know, in the individuals. But hands down, I don't think that's any question that they're one of the greatest hip hop groups ever. Um, then we get to track twenty, uh, which is more of an interlude, uh, not over to the fat lady plays the demo. I love that. I love the way that they <laughs> label it. Not over until the fat lady plays the demo. Um, and that's She's the dove. Hey, that's um. That's a dove outside. He's get a cab. Um, went to his building. Ended up um, um, left his building. Went to Burger King. Tried to get a Whopper. It was some people kept trying to um, get his demo. Went went to go get a Whopper. Some uh, lady turned around, and it was a uh, it was a uh, Chrissy. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> who tried giving the demo and he was running from her and she had the tape in her hand and then um then she she called in the hey how you doing came on and yeah but it was just a whole bunch of please listen they kept scratching their please listen yep. to my demo please listen to my demo and then and then at the end <laughs> <laughs> and then you then they lead in the track 21 uh ring 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 um come hey. on man Come on, come on, man. This is the joint right here. This is the joint. This joint still another banger that's still bangs to this day, man. Um, they did a video for this one as well. Um, a lot of people say this is their favorite. Uh, it, it's it's one of the better songs on the app. I mean, but to be honest, you'd be hard pressed to find a bad song on this album. And, I, and we'll talk about it in just a few as to why, how, and why we say that. Um, and then you go to track twenty two, WRMS. Cat in control skit. Cat's in control. <laughs> yeah. It's calling out to the suckers at the donut serving it to a dark, hot, no caffeine. <laughs> then you get to track, uh, track, what was that? Track 23, which is skit four. Um, and these skits are mad short, but they're still funny and still very relevant uh, and flow with the album. Uh, then track 24, uh, sh- swing a. Swing a locate. Swing a locate. What did you think about that one? Oh man, this this shit had the ills. That's a mm. sample on and on and three steps ahead. <laughs> now this song was hard. Yes. Um, um, I think Dove Dove got busy on this song. He did. This, this might have been his best verse, and that's saying a lot because he 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 got busy on all of them. I love this verse from Dove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that shit was crazy. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And then we get to track 25, uh, Fanatic of a of the B Word, um, where Dress from uh, Black Sheep shows up as well. And mm. they go at it, man. 
No, this no, this this was basically their um this is basically their scenario. Yes. Yes. Because uh, at the end. <laughs> come on, everybody. Let's baseball. Yes. You can't help but to want to wop to this. You had Mike G on there. Come on, man. Um uh Paz kills it. Um Dove Swing is just my step. Plug two groove a gut. Um Drez Drez on there. Maceo at the end. Nah, nah. This is that's that's all right. Yeah. Everybody, let's baseball. Man, I love this joint, man. It, for a long time, this was, this was, this was in the running for my favorite. I used to play this all, and I guess because it's at the end of the tape, and then I got the CD or whatever. But um, love this joint, man. Uh, then we get to track twenty six, which is the last full song on the album. Keeping, um, any thoughts on that one? Um, I love keep the keep the faith. Keep the faith was um, it was in what's the name too? What uh, movie was that? Um. Uh, was it was it on Boiler Room? Um, was it Boiler Room? But it was in some song. It was in some movie, and I remember it was playing. I was like, I was like, I'll. um, but um, it was also the B side of Millie pulled a, a pistol. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it was it was it was in some movie. But I love this song. This is um this song was basically uh <laughs> dude, dude trying to dude trying to smash but she ain't having sex until until she's um of age and and and, and then um, not having a, not having protection but at least I'm keeping the faith <laughs> called her a uh, padlock Jody because <laughs> she kept a lock on it nope. um nah man I, nah this 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 song was great yeah, man. And that's the thing that I always loved about, you know, them and, you know, the whole Native Tongue crew tribe. They they could be talking about sex, but not necessarily talking explicit, you know, and it was it it, it went it always went over well, man. And I think that's a that became a lost arc because, you know, <laughs> 92 is right around the corner. Everybody cuts somebody <laughs> by the time 92 rolls around. Um, and the last track on the, the album is Skip. Uh, which basically they conclude and they end up throwing the De La Soul is dead tape in the trash can uh, <laughs> and denouncing and uh, denouncing and, and announcing that De La Soul is indeed dead. Um, but the day, but the and, but the but the day was um, was there. I thought I was like, what happened to the pimps? What happened to the guns? Yeah, what happened to the guns? <laughs> Where's all the curse words? That's what that's what rap music is all about, yep, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And and that was that was like you know saying basically hey this is what is being defined as is rap, and you just listened to a seventy three minute album and it didn't have any of that in it so what does that say about them you know, um I, again I love this album man I, I mentioned at the beginning, uh it was Boiler Room Boiler Room okay had you. okay cool cool cool, um I mentioned at the beginning that this was a five mic album, I want to say it was one of the First, it it had to be yeah it had to be wonderful because it was this is one so it hadn't been, it hadn't been that many um, five mic albums from the Source magazine if you're unfamiliar the Source magazine which is back then was the hip hop bible deemed this a classic now, your cousin Jimmy calling it a classic on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> these, no. these were people who actually know a little bit about hip hop. And there was a panel who decided on how they would rate the albums. Um, I and- think 
Go ahead. The for the for the for the record, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, before the dead was uh, one for all, brand new being mm-hmm. America because most and people's instinctive and them head on. Okay, okay. And to tell you the truth, I don't think any of those are five mics. We'll we'll have a podcast about that. <laughs> you're, 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 Maybe you're, America because you and I will have we'll, we'll have a podcast about that. All I'm, right, I'm, about the, the ones that got five mics. The original right. five mics, not that bullshit that Benzino did years later. But I don't know. Remember the Naked Truth by Lil Kim was one of the originals. <laughs> oh, no. I, I get it right. The Naked <sighs> Truth. <laughs> well, we, we'll agree on that one. <laughs> oh, all right. But um, okay. So yeah, it got five mics. So my question to you: Is this a five mic album? The real press is. If yeah. you include, I told you that wasn't on the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a four, right. four, four, four and a half. But the original president, I give it five. Yeah, I especially agree. with the climate and aim out. Mm-hmm. Nah, I-, I think this album, in a lot of ways, set the barometer for what. MCing and what an album should sound like. Uh, it is again, uh, it's, it's worth repeating. It's not dated, but when you in 1991, and then if you're outside in 2021, you can see that this album is just as relevant then as it as it was back then, and it, and it is today. Um, see these guys, De La Soul, mm-hmm. they are different, and I've always said that. They have the most complete discography and hip hop, especially for groups, because they have never dropped anything whack. They have so many albums that so many fans pick one of like seven different albums as their best and their favorite. Mm-hmm. No other, no other group. There's no other nothing that that does that. Because some people are like, nah, three feet high rising. There's other people like, nah, AOI Bionics. Other people are like, nah, stakes is high. Other people, you know what I'm saying? Oh other people are like, nah, they're grinding. <laughs> other people be like, De La Soul is dead. Yep. So, you know, but anyway, the thing is, the thing about this album is it's something else. It's not really even a hip hop album, it's just an album. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing that you're like, nah, that's a hip hop. I mean, it is, but it's not. Mm. It's, it, and it's not like how the score kind of is, but it's not. Mm. It's just. Okay, okay. It's one of those albums that you could technically hate rap and be like, nah, this song, this album is dope. But if you hate rap, you're not going to listen to America's Most Wanted. You're like, nah, I like it. <laughs> I, I still like it. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is almost a conceptual album, that, that an experimental. Like what the Beastie Boys ended up doing after License to Ill. Mm-hmm. This this yes. album is something else. De La Soul be on some whole other shit that that nobody else really really you know figured out how to do um, around that time. Now eventually, you know, yeah, I I give um um Outkast they do some stuff hey, like that. Hey, look at you, look not at as you. well. But they, it's so not saying, if there if there if was no De La Soul, there would be. Oh hell no! I mean, if it wasn't Native Tongue period, but they definitely De La Soul and probably probably Tribe because they were more popular ones. Mm-hmm. Now nah, you wouldn't have had Outkast at all. 
But mm. see, and 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 that's that lame because you wouldn't necessarily say if there was no Run DMC, it wouldn't be an Outcast or a De La Soul. Mm-hmm. You might say, you might say a, a EPMD maybe for De La Soul. It's, it's weird how you can track, but De La Soul is one of the most original motherfuckers. It's, it's crazy um, how they don't get all of their just due. They, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Hey, you're right. You're right. And and again, I, I always maintain that they are undervalued and underappreciated. You know, I, I I would never say that they're slept on, but just definitely underappreciated. Um, and this album is a testament to it, man. I think this album is. You're right. It, it's it's so in so many ways. It's it's almost when you look at the landscape of 1991 and even the subsequent years, because we saw you mentioned at the beginning, we saw hip hop turn in 92 you know uh and we saw even bigger turn in 93 and it was out west and then it came back to the east in 94 95 96 96 was an incredible year and then the back half of the 90s you know you really if you come de la soul is dead to what was released in 98 it's totally different you know what I'm saying? I mean, like it's literally like like night and day. No, the that 90, 91, 92, 90, really, really 90, 91 period was the most transitional to still good mm-hmm. <laughs> hip hop music. Cause cause night because we were we were on our we were on our black shit. Mm-hmm. We were on our black shit in and and eighty nine with with the original De La Soul and Jungle Biz and Queen Latifah and shit. And then when you got to ninety, you had Fear of a Black Planet and yeah. America's Most All for One and all of them. Then you got to ninety one and it's like, all right, we we going we transitioning because you got the low end theory. You got like I said, it, it got mad experimental because Delta Funky Homo Sapien yeah. came out and breaking atoms and stuff and then 92 was like well now we now let's do this and then 92 was was the turn because that's when you got crocking what the album and uh daily and dos effects came out mecca and the soul brother came out <laughs> it was that none of that shit was 91 shit and then of course 93 wu-tang that 1991 was a and, was and a Snoop pivotal time too snoop what's that <laughs> No, I really didn't hear you this time. I didn't really, I really didn't hear you this time. <sighs> I said Snoop came out in '93. Oh, you let it be known. I can't <laughs> let it be known. <laughs> right, well, that's gonna wrap it up for us, man. We we have presented to you, De La Soul is dead, man. But before we get out of here, E, tell the people where they can find, you, man. If you if you like um if you like hip hop if you like the hip hop and um of a certain era. Uh, pre pre ninety nine pre ninety eight, um, come on over to Defra. Listen, it's a, <laughs> encyclopedia all in videos. Yeah, all in your ear AirPods. Right. Um, uh, encyclopedia HH. The HH is for hip hop. Um, that's uh, that's that's Twitter. That's um, Instagram. That's the um, um, encyclopedia hip hop is the podcast. It's the movement. It's the uh, preservation of hip hop and the legends and giving people that just doing their props now instead of um, fake ass tweets when they pass away. Oh my God. So 
Um, and then we also have a little little bit of uh, 80s, 80s and early 90s nostalgia on the um, Eclectic Discussion podcast. That's Eclectic Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, search the uh, Eclectic Discussion podcast on your podcast platforms. And um, have a good time. Follow and um, get in on the conversations and the polls and all the different uh, questions and, and stuff that drafts. I that opposed yes there's drafts um um i'm i'm officially the, the king of the south i'm the uh, I'm king, of, king of the south yeah i'm the king of the south um a lot of a lot of drafts we do five round fantasy drafts of um either nostalgia on the adp or um hip-hop centered uh things um we we've we've done uh, uh brooklyn rappers we've done uh nba point guards we've done Eddie Southern rap, we done Southern rappers. I'm the king of the South. Oh um, yeah, Eddie Murphy movies, stand up comedians. Oh, it's, it's a it's a ball. Um, the beauty of the Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast and the Eclectic Discussion Podcast is that both are evergreen. You have not missed out on anything. You won't feel left. You won't feel out of day. You can start at the beginning, the first episode. You can start in the middle episodes. You can start the latest episodes and go back. All of them are up to date. Um, it's nothing like L. I don't. I don't care about that anymore. So, um, so they should be good lessons. They're not. Most of them are like 15, 20 minutes anyway. You, you know, you you wasted most time on Twitter looking at some stupid <laughs> TikTok dance right. or something. So, you know, or looking at porn on Twitter. <laughs> Which is not a waste. Now look at me after the porn. Now porn first. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, not. <laughs> he said porn first. Yeah, porn first. I'm not gonna oh be smirched. Gosh. Oh my god. Yeah. So you guys know where to find me. This podcast drops every Thursday. Uh, at look midnight. at you with us. Was that? Look at you with a schedule. Yeah, every Thursday, and, and from time to time, we're dropping. Uh, this year, we're dropping bonus uh, podcast episodes on Sundays as well. So. You guys know where to find me, 12 Kyle, on all platforms, uh, 12 Kyle Podcast platforms. And like I said, like he said, I, I'm usually on with him. I uh, haven't been winning some of these drafts here lately. I may have to have the SEC commission look into this because something is wrong with the numbers, but I will, you know, with the commissioner down the road, nonetheless. King of the South. <laughs> nonetheless, I got to thank you all for checking this out. Make sure that you, if you do nothing else, I mean, besides listen to our podcast, make sure that you listen to this album. This is a phenomenal album. I know we just spent an hour plus talking. I want everybody to listen to it again. Unfortunately, because of the issues that De La Soul has had with their labels, it's not on any DSPs, but you can go listen to it on YouTube um, and check it out, man. It's an incredible get something from it, I promise. And if you listen to it one time, I promise you'll listen to it again. Uh, that's going to do it for us. So for my man Eclectic, I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys on the next go-round. 5D. Yeah. Yeah.